You're listening to The Zonecast, the number one source for independent, in-depth scouting and ranking of amateur hockey players in North America. Here is your host, Jashvina Shaw. Hi everyone, welcome to episode three of Zonecast. I'm your host, Jashvina Shaw. On this episode, I spoke with Shannon McCauley, who graduated from Clarkson. She won a national championship with them, which was a pretty momentous occasion in college hockey landscape and for Clarkson. Um, She was a part of Hockey Canada and has recently changed her career paths from hockey to rowing. So it was a really great interview. Um, We talked about her experience growing up, the difference between playing with boys and playing with girls, moving away from home to pursue her dreams, um, her experience at Clarkson, her recruiting process, uh, how she got involved in Hockey Canada, and kind of how she transitioned out of that, um, how she bounced back from being cut, and how she ended up and rowing and like where she is right now. So just a lot of broad topics about her life and she provided some interesting insight on a lot of those topics. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview. How did you start playing hockey? Um, I was probably about five years old and I had an older brother who played hockey and I think that kind of influenced me, you know, having my dad and my brother always taking me to the rink to watch my brother play and yeah, I just started at a very young age, and then I played boys um, hockey all through minor hockey until I was about 14, and then I moved away to play girls hockey. Mm-hmm. So what kind of went into your decision to move away to play girls hockey? Uh, just having a, like an ultimate dream to play for Team Canada someday and represent my province and, and uh, Atlanta, Canada. I just you know, kind of knew that process when I was going through like prospect camps in, in Charlottetown PI and, and um, I knew it was what I wanted. I just, I loved it and I wanted to expose myself a little better and from any scouts I talked to, they kind of said, you know, if you can get off of the island at the time, it wasn't, um, hockey wasn't so developed there, so kind of go away and be able to be on the ice every day and develop my skill and, and just to keep improving, so. Mm-hmm. So how did your experience kind of differ from when you were playing youth hockey with boys to when you were only playing just with girls? Um, I guess, you know, the team aspect. Um, I, I still, I obviously got along great with the, the boys from what I can remember going through, and, and it was a lot of fun, and, you know, they always had my back, but just having to change in my own dressing room sometimes, um, you know, not realizing at the time, but when I got to girls and kind of realized that there was so much more of a team aspect outside of hockey, you know, being in the dressing room or the traveling piece of it and, you know, just that kind of the little thing, little thing. So um, I think that was probably the biggest thing, I guess, as far as the hockey itself, just, you know, change of pace a little bit. Boys was a little faster, but definitely more of a, um, an aggressive game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that kind of changed that way. But Mm -hmm. Um, did you face like any kind of maybe outside pressure of people kind of saying that like oh you don't belong in hockey I I know that now I think it's a little bit more acceptable for girls play hockey but from players I've talked to played back then it really wasn't always the most welcoming space yeah yeah I definitely had a little bit of um, you know some battles that way when I was growing up especially playing with boys I know um, one of the big things actually that kind of made me realize it was time to leave and stop playing boys hockey was just my final year I didn't make a team and 
you know, not to say that I was pressure-animated or anything like that, but it was just tough because there was a lot of people saying, oh, because she's a girl, and this and that, and of course she didn't make it. And um, some people were really, you know, I know my, my parents struggled with that too. They could, you know, always feel that tension from other parents saying that I shouldn't be playing boys or girls shouldn't be allowed to play boys hockey and this and that. So there's definitely a little bit of pressures that way, for sure. Mm-hmm. So how did you kind of, I guess, stay positive or like keep fighting through that negativity? Um, I think just, you know, having a positive mindset and knowing what I wanted and it didn't really matter what people thought or, you know, I'm still pretty young, so I didn't really, you know, make it, like, let it affect me so much at that young age, but looking back, it kind of more sunk in, I guess, when I was older, but, um, yeah, just kind of sticking with it and knowing that, you know, know what, know what, I'm going to prove you wrong and kind of go do my thing and, and just keep getting better and kind of come out, come out bigger in the end, so. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to what you'd mentioned earlier, you had this dream to play for Hockey Canada and you said that the best way you knew to achieve that was to move away to start playing girls hockey. Um, how, I guess, how in depth at the time did you, or did you know like all the steps you'd have to take in your path? Like, did you know you'd have to go play college hockey um, if you wanted to play for Hockey Canada, if that kind of makes sense? Um, yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Um, I guess... I had an idea, but like I said, I was fairly young, so it was kind of more just, you know, people, <laughs> people, you know, telling me the pathways, and, and it wasn't so much until I got away to school to really learn, you know, the opportunities that were available to play hockey and to get the university, and, you know, that kind of, I didn't really think, I wasn't thinking university when I went away at such a young age, right, I was only in grade nine, so, mm-hmm. but as soon as I got there, and we started touring universities, and kind of seeing what that, that lifestyle was all about, and the path that kind of took, or, you know, playing at a like on a national level um, and being exposed to like hockey Canada scouts or, or university scouts and, and that kind of stuff. Um, just, you know, through girls who were older, maybe in grade 11 or 12 that I was playing with and, you know, were, were um, worried about that kind of stuff. That's what they were, you know, that's what they were playing in front of. And for me at the time, being so young, maybe that wasn't all that was in my head. I was just having fun. But yeah, that's kind of really opened up my eyes to all the opportunities that were available. Um, like I said, I had an idea of leaving home, and that was, you know, my main goal, but I was still kind of, um, kind of un- unaware of everything with all the opportunities that were out there. Mm-hmm. Was it tough? Was it a tough adjustment for you to move away from home? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially the first, uh, like four or five months, I think it was probably until about Christmas, my first year. I know I was super homesick and, um, just wanted to to go home, <laughs> but, but I know once it's, I settled in, and I remember after Christmas of my grade nine year, I didn't want to go home, <laughs> like, I was so happy there, and, and, you know, it was just a matter of me getting comfortable and, and settling in and, and meeting the girls, and I was kind of a shy, more shy kid until, you know, I got to know people, so once I kind of got out of my shell and, and made a lot of friends and all the teammates, you know, how it was a big family, and it, I just loved it, and I didn't want to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So what was your um, college recruiting process like? So um, I had quite a few different schools that were looking at me, and, and that was a bit overwhelming at, at the time. Like, I was only in grade 10, and, and kind of knowing that these schools were kind of coming at, coming to me, or coming to my coach, I should say. My coach was saying, you know, telling me that there was lots of schools interested and this and that. And I think the rules were a little different then than they are now for the NCAA. But... Um, 
Uh, so that was definitely overwhelming. I, I honestly just tried to ignore it as much as possible. Kind of just let's just play hockey <laughs> and kind of go with it. And um, but I know my parents were kind of just like, well, why don't we go for like a, a tour and kind of see some of these schools and and whatnot. So I think I was in grade eleven when I did that. Just some of the top schools that I was interested in, especially East Coast. That was easy for my family to my parents to kind of take me around to. And for the most part, otherwise any West schools, I would see. We would play. Um, our team would travel and play at these universities. Um, and uh, yeah, I just remember going to Clarkson, and I just felt comfortable there. They were easy to talk to. The coaches were, um, yeah, super nice and understanding for everything with my schooling, and it just was easy. And I actually had a few um, former teammates that went to Clarkson. That was kind of easy too, in a sense that I knew people were there and I had support. And I think my parents still say to the state that they remember me on campus just touring and they were like it was just a different vibe that you were giving off and you just seemed comfortable and uh yeah I ended up committing to Clarkson going into my grade 12 year this summer going into grade 12 mm-hmm. so so yeah it was, it was tough to um to definitely kind of talk to the other schools and, and say no <laughs> I struggled <laughs> with that because it was you know there was pressures and schools would put a lot of pressure on you to kind of make a decision or whatnot but uh yeah mm-hmm. so at Clarkson so I guess for anyone who's not familiar obviously it's kind of more in college hockey that or women's college hockey that the Midwest kind of dominates and they usually win all the time so having a school from the East Coast win was kind of very monumental so um for you guys like I guess just what was that experience like what was the season like leading up to the national championship? What was your approach um, during the Frozen Four? Like, just take us, take me through that whole experience. Yeah, um, I mean, even even committing to Clarkson, it was that was definitely in my my mind too. Like, look, and I know one of my other top picks was like a Wisconsin, um, and I know that you know having that and had that Clarkson, you know, wasn't putting up the you know the, the uh, seasons that. Wisconsin was, but I think I kind of liked the idea of being a part of a growing team and a growing environment, because I know, you know, whenever I committed, going into junior was like Jamie Lee Rattray and Erica Howe, mm-hmm. Carly Mercer, some some really big names, and it was kind of just a matter of the program developing and getting better, and then I know my class was quite strong to come in, too. So it was kind of exciting knowing that, you know, we had a lot of potential in the years to come, and then um, by the time it got to my sophomore year, we were just we were awesome and and it was a lot about work ethic and we knew we could do it we had the group to do it and um going into frozen four it was just you know knowing we were the underdogs but we had so much talent in the group and even more importantly our work ethic was really phenomenal and i think that's what got us through it you know we knew we could do it and um yeah we just came together and it was it was pretty cool it was a pretty neat experience being that underdog and and taking out a team like minnesota Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the U.S., girls hockey is a little more popular in general in the Midwest than it is out on the East Coast. So I don't know if you saw any kind of residual effects from you guys winning where there was a little bit more interest maybe in the area or maybe just in the East Coast in general. I don't know if that's something you saw or you think happened. Um, not something that was really like evident. I don't think – I think women's hockey in general is growing, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of just – all over in North America, so I think, um, but I think a team like Clarkson in the ECAC winning was, was a huge, huge deal, and you mean, you look at now, 
there was two teams in the final from ECAC, and so that was that was awesome to see. So I think um, more and more people are, you know, realizing that the ECAC is a, a good league, and, and what I always find is our league was like it was a dogfight every game. You know, like it was a battle, and kind of different than the West teams, where they had you know their top three teams that were really strong, but some of them were some of the bottom teams were quite weak. In, in our league, it was it was tough, like right across. You know, we had a solid seven or eight teams that were just like, you know, you knew you were going to get a good game. So I think more people uh, started seeing that. Yeah, I think we'll be, we won for sure. But um, like I said, I think North America in general is just women's hockey just kind of growing more and more. Mm-hmm. So how did you achieve your dream of playing for Hockey Canada? Pardon me? Oh, how did you achieve your dream of playing for Hockey Canada? How did I pursue my dream? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, my phone. Um, well, I just, uh, I, start, I started playing for, I was involved in the program in 2010, I think was my first year. Um, and that was at the under 18 level. And uh, I just, I remember, you know, being in high school and knowing there was Hockey Canada Scouts. It made me a little nervous, but again, didn't really let it affect me too much, kind of just played my game. And, and I was actually, I remember being invited to my very first camp, and I was quite like, oh my God, like I was so shocked because I knew it was always a goal, but I just couldn't even like imagine what that would be like, right? So um, I was pretty nervous <laughs> for sure my first my first couple of years in, in the under-18 program. Um, and once I got stepped into the program, it, it just kind of changed things for me. It, it pushed me and motivated me more and more. And I you know, worked my butt off for summer training and, and just trying to get better and better all the time. Because I just, once I knew it was possible that I was, you know, in the program, I, Olympics was then my dream, you know. It was not so much just getting an invite. It was kind of like, well, I'm in the program right now. Like, it was huge kind of, you know, I had little goals in the, in the like, obviously the process goals, but, um, I kind of realized that this was possible and, and I could do it. So I think that just kind of kept pushing me and it was almost addicting, <laughs> you know, to just keep working hard and, and, and be in there. So. Mm-hmm. so going from hockey, like I know now you're pursuing rowing and trying to be with hockey, um, not with Hockey Canada, but row with Canada, I guess I should say. Um, so how did you get into rowing? Like, is that an interest you had when you were younger or is it something that you decided to go into more recently? Um, yeah, no, it was actually very new to me, and I knew nothing about the course. Um, and um, I finished my year in the uh, Canadian Hockey League in, in uh, two, what year was that? In 2015, 17, the season. And I was just um, coming home to kind of regroup. It was a tough year playing in that league, just in the sense that trying to balance career and, and play and, and whatnot. So I was just coming home to regroup, but I had by no intentions to be completely done playing hockey. But kind of just to figure out my, my path, came home, and I, I don't know if you've heard of the RBC Training Ground. It's a program that kind of supports, like, future Olympians or tries to recruit future Olympians. So it's really neat, and it's also becoming huge now because um, they've had so much success with it. But at the time, it was kind of it wasn't as big, and there was people, literally probably four or five people kind of sent me <laughs> this, this uh, article on it and when it was coming to Charlottetown. And, you should do this kind of thing. And I was like, what, what is this? And anyways, I ended up looking into it and, um, some, you know, applied for it. I think people just kind of knew me as an athlete and that I would succeed in something like this. So sure enough, I, I did, I did well in PI and then I made it to regionals, like 
speed limit can at the regionals in Halifax and competed again and start, won a few competitions there. And at that one, there's more SOs that will show up. So Rowan Canada was one of them. And from there, they can kind of recruit people. And, yeah, they recruited me to row. And, you know, I just basically started just trying it out. So back in October, I had made a couple trips to here to Halifax just to try the sport and see what it was all about. And then they would, things just kind of kept falling into place. And so RBC met, um, once rowing puts their needs through, RBC will fund these athletes. So um, it's a really neat program. And um, I just had, you know, I have to commit my, myself full time to, to training in it. And I'm seven weeks in now living in Halifax. So yeah, it's pretty neat. And uh, things are going well. So it's just kind of, there's a bit of a timeline for me. And, and uh, I guess they, they have confidence and faith. And so I guess that's good for me. It kind of boosts my confidence in it all. But super new to me. A very new sport. <laughs> yeah. So what was the toughest adjustment for you switching from hockey to rowing? Um, it's a completely different sport. Like, it's, it's hard to even compare the two, to be honest. You know, like you go from a, a team uh, sport to more of an individual sport, but at the same time, rowing has its own little community, and, you know, there are crew boats as well, so it's not completely individual, like people think. Um, and there is a bit of a team component to it, but um, the training of, is is quite different as well, the volume, and and uh, I think a lot of it, the mental piece of it, you know, just, it, like I said, it's completely not really comparable because there's so many different uh, things to kind of consider. Um, but I, I definitely, I think just starting fresh with a new sport for me, like I, I love sports obviously and, and being active, but it, it is tough in a sense that like, you know, you're going to have bad days and any, anything you do, but I guess for me, it's still in the learning process. Um, could be frustrating sometimes and, you know, I just want to get it. I just want to be the best I can be, but you know, taking myself back a step and, and saying, like, you just started a sport, and, you know, you have to start from the basics, and you're not just going to jump right into, you know, the, the group training or what whatnot. So, you know, being with a sport like hockey where, you know, I succeeded quite, like, well, excelled all through in my life and was kind of one of the better players on a team, say, was um, now being kind of a rookie again is just, just different. So, um, but yeah, overall, it's, it's been a good, good transition, and things are going well. So, mm-hmm. was there anything that kind of, from your experience playing hockey, that you kind of used to help you with rowing? Like whether it's just the mindset or the work ethic that you have to put into it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think I think being a former athlete and starting a new sport has been extremely helpful. And I think my coach tells me that all the time. He's like, you know, it's good that you've had the experience you've had. You know, to be able to push through things and, and mentally have the right mindset um, is a huge help. And I do notice that a lot, actually, just, you know, being able to bring myself to reality. And, and um, I think it definitely helps. I'll kind of tell myself that, like, you know, if I didn't have hockey, that that even <laughs> let me experience the things I have, knowing that things are going to be all right. Like I said, every sport, you're going to have bad days. Even with hockey, when I was at my prime time, I'd have bad days, so... You know, just being able to, I think, mentally is, is the biggest thing. It, it's a uh, good, good help for sure. Mm-hmm. So kind of going back to hockey, um, you know, we talked a little bit about your experience playing hockey growing up. How have you kind of seen more opportunities or the grassroots level kind of grow for girls who want to play hockey? Um, 
yeah, like I, I definitely kind of took on a bit of a role as well, kind of giving back and coaching a bit. I, I spent the past winter coaching and, and also running some skills camps and stuff on my, my own in Charlottetown. Yeah, so, you know, seeing the demand for the sport and, I know PEI is a small province, so it's kind of hard sometimes to get the numbers, but there's still so much passion in the sport. I think that's super neat. And, and to see, you know, you look at the women's team in the Olympics, it's one of the best events in my mind. Maybe I'm biased, but it's just <laughs> an exciting event. And, and um, people are just driving off it. So I think that's huge. And it's really cool to see because I think I look back to when I was a kid and it wasn't the same. It wasn't really like that. And it was all kind of about the men. And, and now to see women's hockey just where it's at, it's, it's phenomenal. And the kids see that. They, you know, they want that. They want to be part of that. So it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to girls who are playing hockey or want to play hockey and are kind of meeting some roadblocks as to whether, you know, they're struggling because they have to play with boys and maybe they're facing some outside pressure or they can't, you know, find teams close by and they have to, like, move far away from home to pursue their dreams? Um, I think the biggest advice I would kind of say is, you know, to not get so worked up and stressed out about the game because I mean ultimately it is just a game but to see kind of more further than that and see past that that it gives you so many opportunities and you learn so much from from sports in general but I know you know I look at hockey and it's given me everything in my life and uh, and you know even to where I am now I wouldn't have probably even been rowing I would be as a, I'm a strength conditioning coach also and I, I just don't think I ever would have pursued the things I did and, and had my education paid for so there's just so much more to it the amount of people I met the you know the experiences I was able to experience and traveling just so much that it's not just about you know hockey so you know as much as you know just kind of keep all that into perspective and kind of battle through you know the tough times it's, you know have fun with it and and really embrace everything that you you can get from it. So, I'm going to advice. So, how did you decide on strength and conditioning? Um, I think I just found such a passion in it um, to know that it made a huge difference in, in my career. Once I kind of really took it on, I remember being in, in high school. My, as soon as I basically got involved in hockey camps and started training on my own because I didn't have... Uh, necessarily a trainer at the time um, so I really kind of trained myself and I, I, I loved it and, and uh, that's kind of where it started and then I was just always super engaged in, in the athletes kind of thing so once I do started getting, did start getting a trainer I, I loved the gym atmosphere and being a part of that and knowing it was translating onto the ice was really neat and, and uh, when I got to Clarks and I still wasn't 100% sure that's what I wanted to do so I, I took psych um, about like a seven but, you know, hockey became an elite sport for me, and I was at the university level, and I really saw the effects of the training and, and uh, took more of a, a passion in it that way. So then I think it was about my first or second year that I realized, like, that's really what I wanted to do. So as soon as I graduated, I, I um, you know, took the time to spend a year to get myself certified and did some internships while I was playing in the Canadian Women's Hockey League and, and did some working at different gyms to get just the experience and a lot of my, my knowledge is through experience just with on Canada program university level and then working at different gyms and with different coaches and, and whatnot. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um what's the toughest challenge you faced in hockey? Toughest challenge. 
Um, I think there's a few different challenges. I mean, I could talk about. I had some injuries, nothing too um, too crazy, but a few injuries that held me up, and you know, mentally being able to get through that. Um, I could be pretty stubborn, so um, you know, realizing that it's okay to slow down and to take the time for yourself and, and get healthy, and that's really important in being an athlete. Um, that's probably one of the bigger ones. And then I think um, when I was released from the Hockey Canada program, that was really when things changed for me too, as, as a as a person and and uh, an athlete in general. So. Um, just kind of being able to overcome that and uh, realizing what my career had given me and, and seeing all the positives in it instead of being so hard on myself to, you know, kind of constantly ask what could I have done differently or why didn't I succeed the way I wanted to, but to really just actually breaking down and look at the success that I did have um, was, was tough, was challenging for me at the time, but and just took time for me to kind of get over it that way. But that was probably the biggest um, obstacle for me to move into the Canadian Women's Hockey League, knowing that I had been released from Hockey Canada. Definitely still having a lot of friends and teammates that were still in the program, and, and seeing them still a part of the program while I was in that league was, was tough at first, but I just became so proud and, and of what I had accomplished and proud of my friends and teammates. And, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the process like for you to overcome that? You mentioned you kind of stressed to think positively and look at your successes, but was it a process for you to get to that point where you could think positively or was it just like, okay, this happened and now I have to rebound kind of thing? Um, yeah, no, I think it, it definitely took time. You know, I, I um, was um, negative at first and, and kind of went through this emotional roller coaster with it. I, mm-hmm. I was really angry with it or, you know, thought that it wasn't right. I knew it was going to be a time that um, I would probably at least just knowing the depth of the program and where I stood, I, I figured I was definitely in tough. Um, so it wasn't really a matter of being mad about it or um, anything like that, but it definitely hit me harder than I thought it would, just in the sense that I worked so hard, you know, for so many years and my whole life was devoted to hockey. So, you know, to just feel I came up short at the time, but like I said, to kind of move past that thought and realize that I didn't come up short and I actually accomplished so much, you know, and uh, had so many successes. So to really look at, at those and, and um, you know, kind of ask myself why I had the success I had in those, in those areas and just to kind of help, my, help me gain that knowledge to move forward in life and kind of, you know, put that to what I could do in my life the rest of my life so my career or whatever it might be and, and here I am now an athlete again so like I said to back before you know the experiences I did have and, and going through that process I think it's going to only benefit me now in my rowing journey mm-hmm. so so kind of picking back off of that, you mentioned the successes you had and you were you did have a lot. You were a part of Team Canada. Obviously, you won a really big national championship with Clarkson. Um, so after you kind of like took a step back and realized you did achieve a good portion of your dreams, like how do you decide what's next? Like, did you kind of fall into it or did you have like a clear cut idea of like maybe this is where I want to go now? Um, yeah, I think that was a tough transition um, coming at a university for sure like that was and also a struggle just like I said trying to balance a little bit of work and playing like I was so used to being completely sport 
spoiled and he ended up landing <laughs> a full-time athlete to now having to kind of, you know, fend for myself and, and work. And, and I just wasn't used to that. So that was really tough and, and to try and figure out what I wanted. And that's kind of why I ended up moving home when I did. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think just, I think for me, giving back was a huge part of that. So I know when I get home and I, I knew I wanted to play, but I, coaching and running stuff on the ice and helping other younger athletes was, was big for me, um, to keep myself involved. And it always made me happy. I, I wanted to share my experiences with, with these kids. I wanted to help them maybe anything that I struggle with or that I wish I had to know more about or whatever it might have been, say strength, conditioning, nutrition, all the little parts of being an athlete. I wanted to help athletes kind of get to that, especially going back to GPI. So I definitely loved doing that and, and that helped me um, kind of realize that I, you know, always want to be involved in sport no matter what. And that's why I love strength and conditioning, why I love the coaching piece of it and why I'm still an athlete. Um, but yeah, so I think that's, that was a big help for me. All right. Um, I think those are all the questions that I had, unless you want to add anything. Uh, nope, I think that's good. <laughs> I covered a lot. <laughs> Corey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Right. My pleasure. Thank you again to Shannon for joining me. Um, I hope you all enjoyed uh, this conversation and, you know, looking at her experience and her journey and as well as the adversity that she's faced and what's next on the horizon. Um, That'll do it for this week's episode of Zonecast. As always, uh, you can tweet us or email us to let us know if you have any topic suggestions or there's a particular guest that you want to interview we're more than happy to hear your feedback i did send out the survey and i'll probably send it out again Um, it's floating around out there somewhere on the interwebs Uh, so that's also a topic or not a topic but a tool you can use to reach out to us um, if there's a specific thing you'd like us to discuss Uh, so that'll do it for this week's episode of zonecast and i look forward to speaking with you all soon